Hey everyone, uh, Jason Klein here. I'm the senior minister here at Refocus Christian Church, uh, located in Fallonsby, West Virginia. I just want to say uh, thank you so much for listening to our content. Uh, feel free to share or like or leave any comments you have. Uh, we're always looking to engage with people. Uh, what are some questions you have? What are some things that you might be learning? Uh, and at the same time, if you want to know more about us, check us out at refocuschurch.com, uh, which also has a link to our Facebook there. Uh, and so it just has uh, upcoming events, things that are going on, uh, sermon series that we're in. Uh, so once again, thanks for being a part of this. Thank you for listening in. And as always, please feel free to share and comment or like, because uh, we want to make sure that we're trying to reach as many people possible uh, with the good news of Jesus Christ. All right. Have a great day. everyone. I hope your day is going well. Hey, I just want to get on here and uh, really kind of talk about something kind of personal. Um, I mean, I mean, I guess everything on here is personal. I, uh, the other day, uh, actually last night, I was sitting around, and it's weird, I, I have some of the not the weirdest thoughts, probably some of my best thoughts at the end of the day. I think usually it's because I think everything's finally settled down. Um, I get the, the kids to bed. Um, oh, the last one was kind of weird. Uh, our, we just got back from a vacation with our family, so that was fun. We got to bed, uh, which was fun. But um, our youngest uh, he ended up getting sick about halfway through the night, uh, so it was kind of crazy. Um, you know, but I have an incredible wife. She helped take care of that, and you know, we we got the situation figured out. And <clears throat> so, you know, I finally got everyone down. Everyone was in bed. And everyone was relaxing. And after you know being away for a couple of days on a trip, as much as I love our family vacations, um, you know, we took our kids to a water park uh, up in Sandusky, and it was wonderful. Uh, but you know, if you've ever done anything with children, it's a lot. You got to keep moving and keep going, and it's exhausting as much as it is fun. And so I got home and kind of got settled in, and I, I was just, for some reason I was thinking about the David and Goliath story. Um, not that that's really been on my radar lately. I, I don't really don't know why. Um, we've been uh, the church that I'm, I'm part of. Uh, we've been talking about different <clears throat> uh, valleys recently that people go through, different characters. Uh, we don't actually talk about David, but uh, but David has an incredible story and, you know, does some amazing things for God, uh, becomes an incredible king for Israel. Uh, the, the line of David produces uh, eventually the Messiah. And uh, But David and Goliath has always been one of my favorite stories. And part of it is, um, since I've been, well, I think in high school, I've been like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Uh, big dude, always have been, at least as far as I can remember. Uh, and so I've always, any time that I've ever had to portray David and Goliath, any kind of mission strip or uh, church thing or kids, it's always, I'm always Goliath. Like, if you had to pick someone to be David, it's not me. I'm the dude that... Stands pretty tall above everyone else. I'm not only tall, but I'm a big guy. All of that. And so I was, I was really thinking about the David and Goliath story. And one of the things that I guess fascinates me about it is, 
if I were fighting Goliath, and, and listen, I think that this would probably be just about everyone, I would want to make sure that I have, like, the greatest, best weapons possible. I mean, I realize it didn't exist at the time, uh, but if he really was as big as he says he is, then, you know, I would have tried to have a tank or a fighter jet or something, but obviously that wasn't an option. And, and so I think David tries, right? He goes and uh, Saul tries to give him armor and a sword and then just it's not working. Uh, it doesn't fit him right. It just, you know, why it's just going to be cumbersome and cause a problem. Um, and so David decides to, to kind of fall back on what he knows. And, and there's two things that he knows for sure. One, he knows that a slingshot and a rock can do a lot of damage. As someone who's a shepherd, uh, he had experience with it. So he was more than capable of using it correctly. But the second part that he knew was that he knew that God, God wasn't going to stand for Goliath. God wasn't going to allow Goliath to continue to mock his people. He wasn't going to allow him to mock God, that's for sure. And David knew this. David had an incredible relationship with, with God. And then he knew who God was. He knew what God was capable of. He knew what God could accomplish. And he knew that if he just made himself available, and if he put his faith and trust in God, that God could do some extraordinary things through him. And so I was sitting around thinking, and, and I wrote this on my, my Facebook page. Uh, I wrote, um, you know, it's not really Goliath that scares me. My real fear comes from the fact that I hope that I trust God enough to just bring a stone. Right? And and listen, essentially what that means is I, I, I hope and I pray every day that, that when God asks me to do something, that, that not only am I readily available, but that I trust him enough that if all he asks me to bring to the fight is a stone, that I trust him with that. I, I don't know about you, but I, I struggle sometimes because I I feel like God wants me to do all these things and and I feel like he's calling me to do things, but but I do them well for a while, and then I realize that I'm just trying to, at some point, I'm just trying to do it on my own. I gather all my resources, all of my equipment, all of my materials, everything that I have, all of my experience, and 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 I and I pull from that. And the one thing that that I can forget, really, a lot more than I like to admit, is. God's already given me everything I need. And if he hasn't, that means that he's going to he's going to take care of everything else, right? I mean that that's what happened with David and Goliath. Goliath was a, a giant of a man, a well-trained warrior. David couldn't wear the armor, couldn't fight with the sword. So David did what he could. He did what he knew. And he knew that God was going to show up and that God was going to take care of anything else that David couldn't do. So David gathers some stones. He gathers a slingshot. And I love the story because 
he doesn't cautiously approach Goliath. The Bible tells us that he runs full steam ahead. He runs into battle, slingshot in hand, God behind him, God in front of him, God beside him. And he knows and he believes and he trusts that God will do what only God can do. And in front of this nation, in front of an army full of some of the strongest men on both sides of the field, in front of his brothers who were fighting this giant. Can you imagine the scene? Uh, both armies on both sides. Uh, Goliath and the Philistines on one. You know, the Philistine army is probably laughing and mocking David as he comes, assuming that it's just going to be like every other person. And he's just going to, Goliath's going to overthrow this little puny man that, that has nothing. And they're going to once again take over another nation and be in control. And then can you imagine uh, the, the armies of Israel on the other side? cowering behind their fear of this giant, watching David surely commit suicide as he runs into battle. Maybe holding their breath in anticipation. The anxiety he, his brothers felt as they had to get ready to go home and tell their dad that David was dead. You imagine Goliath, the arrogance, the uh, the, the proudness, the that he had seeing this little man coming in him with nothing, seriously questioning what he was even thinking, getting ready to barely move a muscle to defeat him, thinking in his head how easy this was going to be, chuckling to himself as David approached. And can you imagine David? David wasn't focused on anything else but what he knew God could do. He saw the giant. All he saw was a man. He saw the armies. He saw the enemies of God. He saw his own army behind him, the, the nation that he was representing, standing in fear, wondering what was wrong with them. As he ran and gave everything he had. Slingshot swinging as his feet hit the ground with every step getting closer and closer and closer. And I can only imagine as he got closer, Goliath got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then at just the right moment, he lets the rock fly. And he watches as this giant of a man tumbles over. Goliath gets hit right in the side of the head, buries in his temple, and it kills him. Can you imagine the shock on both sides of the field? The Philistines having no idea what just happened to their, their warrior, and the Israelites who have no idea what just happened to Goliath. It, it was all about what God was able and capable of doing. David understood that better than anyone, that yes, God might ask you and me to do things that we would seem impossible, but that's only because it's impossible for us. God didn't 
plan on us doing all of this by ourselves, even before Jesus came into the world. God was working alongside his people to accomplish his task. David made himself available to what God was able to do, and then he trusted him. He trusted him so much that he faced a giant, fully armored, sword and shield in hand, with nothing more than a sling and some smooth stones. Like, imagine having the kind of faith that when God says it's time to fight, you can say, okay, all I got is a rock, and God says that's enough. Uh, Imagine when we, we look at the world around us and the culture and we see all the people who are lost and hurting who don't know Jesus and, and we feel inadequate. We feel like we're not enough. We feel that there's no way we can do this. And God says, bring what you've got. I'll take care of the rest. Uh, imagine if we, if we worked under that that idea that God really is the one who's doing it anyways. That that all God's asking us to do is to be available. To give him of our resources and of our time and of our energy and to bring whatever we have, how much or how little that may be, and trusting that he'll take it and he'll do something incredible with it. Listen, I'm going to I feel like I try to be honest on here as much as I can be and and open. And I'm going to say something that if I had to guess, most ministers that you know and that I know feel this way, but not a lot of them talk about it. One of the things, uh, and this is just honest, and I'm excited, uh, the church that I'm part of where we're headed, um, we've almost tripled in attendance since last year, which is crazy, by the way. Like, I'm not... Please do not misunderstand in any way, shape, or form. I do not believe it is anything that I've done. I think it's all about what God is doing. I think God wants to see people come to know him. I think God wants to see churches grow and be healthy. He wants to see churches that are making disciples. I think that that, listen, if we're not doing those things, we should start questioning why. Because I believe that God wants to see his kingdom grow and, and, and he wants to see people come into his kingdom. And, and so we've tripled attendance, uh, just about tripled attendance in the last year. And, and so a couple weeks ago, I found myself, okay, thinking, you know, what's next? What's next? And I'm working with our leadership and we're strategizing. We're trying to figure out the next step and, and what's some things we need to implement. And, and there's some, you know, there's church growth strategies and there's all these things. And, and listen, these aren't bad. Please don't get me wrong. Uh, having a plan in place is not a bad idea. Having a strategy is not a bad idea. That, that's why we have mission, uh, a vision. <laughs> that's why we have a mission statement and vision. Uh, by the way, I just said uh, vision. That's a, that's a new word. I'm just put them together now. I'm just going to combine them. You can use that if you want. No. Um, but that's why we have a mission statement. That's why we have a vision and a plan, because those things help us strategize. But but I found myself focused so much on that. And, and what are we going to do? 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 And I had a moment, kind of like last night, where things calmed down. The summer was coming to an end. Things were getting quieter. 
my office time uh, changed a little bit. It tends to do that in the summer and it picks up and things get really busy and, uh, you know, kind of overwhelming at times. And, and so I had a moment where I was sitting in my office and it was quiet and I really felt like God nudged me and said, Hey, listen, don't forget about me. And, and of course, my initial reaction is, of course not, God, I, I, I couldn't do that. But, but I think that my, my thought process last night was supposed to bring me back to this moment right here and right now and remind me, listen, God can do extraordinary things. He, I believe he's going to do extraordinary things in this church. I believe he's going to do extraordinary things in Fallonview, West Virginia, and Weirin, and Steubenville, the surrounding area. I believe God is working and doing incredible things. He wants to see people saved. He wants to see people know him. He wants to see people's lives change, marriages fixed, marriage, you know, relationships between broken, you know, broken relationships between families mended, addiction overcome, all of that. He, he wants to see that more than I do. And, and he simply is just reminding me that don't forget about me. Because amidst all the talk and all the strategies and all the plans and all the mission statements and all the vision and, and all of the, the leadership meetings and all of that, and all of that is not bad, but but if God ask me to come to the fight with just a sling and a stone, do I trust them enough to do it? Do I really believe that he is the one in charge? Do I really believe when I say that this is his kingdom first? Do I, do I really believe that he's going to use us to do incredible things? Or do I think that I've got to figure it out, that I've got to come up with a strategy, that I've got to have the plan and, and, and I'm telling you that if, if I rely on me, it's never going to work. If, if you rely on you in your life and only on yourself, it's never going to work. It's not supposed to be that way. David had faith in a relationship with God that he knew that even if all he had was a sling and a stone, that'd be enough. David wasn't afraid of Goliath. David knew who God was. David knew what God was capable of. It's really easy for us to lose sight of that. It's really easy for us to focus on our own strategy, our own plan, our own ideas, whatever. We, you know, we, we start to try to fix things on our own. We, if we're not careful, we, we lose sight that it's really God who's in charge anyways. You know, the, the last couple of weeks we've been going through this series at our church talking about, you know, different, you know, men of the Bible. Uh, that had some incredible highs and some incredible lows. And what's interesting is there's a pattern that plays out. Not always, but there tends to be a pattern. The highs come from being willing and able and available to what God is doing and having faith in what God can do. Uh, Not all, but a lot of the lows come from the opposite. When they try to figure it out on their own and then lose sight of who God is. 
if you look at the nation of Israel, that's a lot of what they went through. <laughs> the, the, the valleys they walked through really were the moments that they lost sight of who God was. But from a biblical point of view, the men and women that we celebrate in Scripture that have the greatest battles, like our David and Goliath, like Joseph, who found himself over uh, the entire nation, saving his family, like Moses, who parted the Red Sea and, and took the people and set them free, Noah, who built the ark and dealt with the flood, um, all of these men. Uh, Esther saved her entire people. Uh, if you never read the book of Esther, man, you should. It's incredible. Uh, but but all of these people had focus, and they focused on who God was. And in the moment when God asked them to do something extraordinary, they didn't rely on themselves to figure it out. They trusted that God was who he said he was and that God was going to show up. I think if if we want victory in our life, and, and listen, I'm, I know I, <laughs> I know sometimes churches preach that you know you can have victory over this and victory over that, and 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 not that I disagree, but I think sometimes they they make it kind of like this one stop shop if you just do this or, uh, you know, but but I think it really what it comes down to is if you want victory in your life, you got to let God. Be the one that fights the battle. Show up. Do your part. That's what David did. He, he did his part. David didn't just sit back and it happened. He, he showed up. And then when he showed up, he was all in. He, he was incredibly available to what God was doing. He was all about it. He was focused. But he still understood that it was going to be God who won anyways. And, and so I think that that's, if you want to see victory, if you want to see freedom in your life, if you want to see the church grow and change, show up, be available, but don't lose sight of the fact that it's God's church anyways. It's not mine. It's not yours. It's not even ours. It, it's his church, his focus. Yes, he uses us. Yes, we're part of the plan, but the victory is his. The power is his. He just asks us to be ready when he says go. So that, that's what I love about David. David didn't see Goliath. At least not in the way that you and I do. David saw a man who mocked God and said to himself, that's not okay. David saw a man who was mortal and knew that his God, who was everywhere and eternal, would take care of the problem. David just had to be ready and willing to show up. Like I said, I'm not afraid of Goliath. I'm not afraid of Goliath. What I fear the most is, well, I trust God enough that if all he asked me to bring is a stone, will I still show up? Am I willing to give him my best? That's what David did. Gave, David gave him his best, even if it's a little bit. Even if it doesn't seem like much. 
Am I willing to give him the best of me? And then trust him to do what only he can do. So God's going to do incredible things with or without us. I mean, that's, that's how he is. That's what he's capable of. The, the beauty of this is that he wants you and I to be part of it, but he needs us to be there. And he needs us to be all in. David was all in. We will never see the church change. We will never see the culture change. We will never see lives change for other people and ourselves unless we truly are all in. And we bring to the table what God has given us, whatever gifts we have, whatever finances, whatever money, you know, whatever talents, whatever, whatever the whatever is, if we bring it to God and we trust him to do what only God can do, he's going to do incredible things with it. And don't tell me it's not possible. Goliath was convinced that no one could beat him, but God did. The Philistines thought that there wasn't anyone who could ever stand against their God. And God did. The Israelites were terrified of a mortal man who loomed large and sounded dangerous. They were convinced that no one could win. But God did. Amidst all of that, David was the only one who kept his eyes where they belonged. David never doubted God could do what only God could do. And God did it. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for checking out this week's podcast. Hey, if you want to learn more about our church, check us out at refocuschurch.com or look us up on Facebook at Refocus Christian Church. We're located in Fallonby, West Virginia. Uh, we'd love to have you and your family out. Come check out and see what God is doing on our people, in our community, in our church. All right. Later.